Hey friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I'm really excited you guys have tuned in today. And I'm really excited about the topic that we're going to be talking about today. So we are going to be chatting with, well, I'm going to be chatting with, and you guys are going to hear from my friend, Hannah Drake. Um, Hannah and I actually met through, we met a f- maybe a year or so ago uh, virtually and ended up meeting up in person last year. And um, when Hannah mentioned that if I was ever going through Birmingham, England, that I should swing by, I very quickly took her up on that offer. So we're actually recording uh, together, physically together here in Birmingham, Alabama. Nope. England, not Alabama, Birmingham, England. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that I personally am super interested in and don't have like legitimately any expertise. And that is what it's like to live abroad, what it's like to be a U.S. citizen, but be living in another country. So I don't want to give away her whole story because she's going to share it with us. Um, But I do want to introduce you to my friend Hannah. So Hannah, say hi. Hi. <laughs> um, Hannah, I'm so glad that we're able to do this tonight um, in your home. Me too. Thanks for having Welcome. me. Thank you. So Thanks let's... for doing the dishes. <laughs> well, I'm not much help in the kitchen, but I actually really enjoy doing dishes. So. That's great because we do, like doing the dishes the least amount. So oh, my gosh. Okay, so you well, we just move in. We just... <laughs> We did just eat dinner, so I'll go ahead and wash the dishes. I, I told Luke that he had to do it while we were recording, so hopefully oh, they'll be done. Thanks, Luke. Thanks. Hannah, can you introduce yourself to those who are listening? Maybe share a little bit of who you are, your age, um, what you do here in Birmingham, and a fun fact. Yeah, so I'm Hannah Drake. Hi. Um, I'm 28, which I had to check with my husband earlier because I always forget. (laughs) I keep thinking I'm 29 already, but not quite. Um, Like Janine said, I live in Birmingham. I almost said Alabama too. (laughs) Jeez, Birmingham, England. Um, I'm originally from Longmont, Colorado, hence the complete lack of an accent. I work as an admin on a construction site, which is not necessarily my dream job, but I work with my husband, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. I work part-time. I also have a blog that keeps me plenty occupied. Yeah, I've been in England for almost two years. Oh, no, sorry. Two years yesterday. Yeah. And lived in Birmingham the whole time. A fun fact about myself, um, I foster kittens, <gasps> and I'm currently fostering, for the first time, a mom and her kittens. I did it in Colorado and through the Humane Society in Longmont, where I'm from, and I think over probably six or seven years, I fostered over 70 kittens. And two puppies, and they were all, well, they weren't all so sweet, but many of them (laughs) still have a special place in my heart, including the two puppies that I really didn't want to give back, but... That would probably be my my like biggest struggle is giving the animals back because the attachment is real. Like yeah. even right now, I'm yeah. like, I don't really want to leave. I know <laughs> they do. They grow on you, but then when you have them for you know, you go through the whole time frame with them. <laughs> that is so fun. I can't wait to be in a place in life where I can have an animal. Like I oh, I mean, same. The reason we'll continue to foster, but the reason we started fostering here was because we're not supposed to have pets, and we. Oh, rule breaker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But to be fair, Luke asked if we could get a dog, not a cat. So we'll just assume we can have a cat. But we really want to get a puppy and a kitten when we buy a house. Um, 
okay, so I already kind of touched on this, but I'd love to hear it from your perspective. How do we know each other? So I was thinking about this earlier this week, and well, and before you came as well. Um, to my recollection, I think I found you on Instagram, maybe through a Facebook group that we were both in, but maybe just randomly. Um, and you were in London at the time, so it would have been last spring, I think. And so I thought, oh my gosh, here's another American expat living in... In England, but living in London, which is like the you know, ultimate dream. It is the dream, and I'm very sad it's not my reality <laughs> yeah. right now. Could be, though. Maybe someday. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, we started following each other on Instagram. You went off into Europe and did all of the amazing things. I remember <laughs> so well when you were in Dubrovnik, and I was just so jealous. And um, then you came back to London at the end of your trip. I think that was in August, mm-hmm. right? And we met up in London for tea, and I stupidly booked my train back not with not very much time because I was like, we could have talked for like <laughs> an infinite amount of time. Yes. So um, yeah, before you came to my house, you we had just spent like maybe two hours together? Maybe two hours, yeah. 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 And so... Wow. It's a good thing I'm not crazy. I mean, you haven't killed us yet, so... <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is how we met. We, we both like my favorite murder, so you we never do. Know. And I think we talked about that. We did, yeah. I'm when sure we got we did. together. Because I was that was probably when I was like binging it because my mm-hmm. sister got me on it and she was like, You have to start at the beginning. And I was like, There are like two hundred episodes. I know. I did the same thing when there were about a hundred and ten. Yeah. It was it was I think I was telling you this before, but I would only listen to them during daylight yeah. hours. Yeah. And then when it started to get dark, I stopped because it was a little too much, but <laughs> it's such a good podcast. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Uh, one more question. And this is a fun one because I know how much you love travel. Um, your What is your favorite place you've ever been? And then maybe a place you're hoping to go soon. So I think that my the, – well – my favorite place I've ever been is probably Edinburgh. We were just mm-hmm. there over Easter weekend um, this year, so at the end of April, and we had like unseasonably warm weather. All the Scottish people made sure we knew that it was never like that, and you probably <laughs> won't get as good of weather. I know. I'm as looking at the had. forecast, and it just it's, looks like it's going to be yeah, raining the whole time. Yeah. But I definitely, I fell in love. Luke and I both said that we could easily see ourselves living there. We also really liked Rome. We would go back to Rome in a heartbeat. Somewhere that I want to go. um, So we basically decided that we would spend our anniversaries um, traveling. And so, and that's in September. We figured that it is probably a good time to travel because it'll still be warm, but hopefully everyone's back in school. But we went to Italy last year and that was not the case. But um, <laughs> some of the trips, well, so one trip that I really want to do is Singapore. After I saw Crazy Rich Asians, I like immediately, <laughs> as soon as I got home, I ordered all three books on Amazon, read them in like a month, and I was like, we got to go to Singapore. Really? This is amazing. Yeah. But we're hoping that our next big anniversary trip, not this year, but maybe next year, the year after, would be a road trip through New England and possibly up to um, Quebec. In the fall? Yeah, in the fall. We might push it back a little bit. To get more of the colors. Yep. That is the dream. That I, would be I have friends so who've done it and it just looked incredible. Yeah. High yeah. on my list as well. 
<laughs> well, this is a perfect way to transition into our topic, talking about traveling and being abroad. And mm-hmm. so we're coming at it from an American, you know, being an American living in England. In England. Yeah. Um, so you've been living here in England for two years, as you said earlier, yep. with your husband, who is British. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit of how you guys met and how you ended up Yeah. Here? Yeah. This is, I feel like, such a crazy story. Um, we met, I did, we met in 2016. I did a short-term mission trip with my church in Colorado, Flatirons Community Church. They do, they partner with an organization called Global Scope, which has campus ministries in a handful of countries all over the world. Mm -hmm. And they do short-term trips through, um, my church does short-term trips every year. And I wanted to go on one after my friends came back in 2015 and said it was so amazing. And I decided on England just because I felt like, well, one, I spoke the language and two, I thought that was like a good starting point Mm -hmm. for traveling abroad and especially in Europe. So anyway, I came to Birmingham on that trip. Luke and I met, he had been a part of the campus ministry when he was at uni. um, And he had some friends who, he had a friend who was getting baptized the first night we were there. And he had a friend who was on, he had a a couple of friends on staff, well, Mm -hmm. and still does, um, that he was there supporting. And we met that first, my first night in Birmingham, we all went to pub quiz, which is trivia. Yes. Um, amazing. Yeah. And we played, uh, we played trivia with like a big group of people. I'm the type of person who can usually talk to new people and, you know, introduce myself and, and whatnot. And he's the type of person who also is able to do that, but usually, you know, only wants to make small talk for about five minutes. And I completely froze when I saw him. (laughs) And um, he couldn't stop talking to me once we introduced ourselves. And so we kept in touch after I came back, just Mm -hmm. kind of as friends. And well, we spoke when I, the day that I was in London, the last day of our trip. And I thought, okay, well, he's just giving me some London recommendations. That's probably the end of that. And we just never stopped talking. He came out to visit me that September we had already been dating, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I mean, you virtually know, dating. Yeah, virtually yeah. dating um, via phone, basically, for a month. So we had our first date basically a month into our relationship, and we got engaged um, nine, I think it was nine months after we met. We had spent four weeks together in person at that point, <laughs> maybe four weeks. We had two more trips, and then he came basically and picked me up, and I moved June 8th of 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically how we met. We just dated on Skype. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, in some ways, I feel like that's better. I think it is, yeah. Because you you really have to get to know somebody and make a decision about, like... Is this something we're going to commit to? Because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and intentionality, and yeah. and you're not physically together, so you have to figure out ways to to connect to connect. Yeah, yeah. and you get to know each other so much quick more quickly, yes. right? Yeah, we you have to be you have to be committed because the time difference, especially, oh, isn't yeah. convenient. Yeah, um, we're seven hours ahead in England, so I would wake up. My work schedule was actually the perfect work schedule right, like early mornings. Yeah. Right? Cause I would work 6am to like 1pm. So I'd wake up at five and it would be Luke's lunch break and we would get to Skype, but you basically have to decide that that's how you're going to spend your time together. Mm-hmm. And 
but you, you're face to face, you're just talking Mm -hmm. all the time. So if you decide that you're going to have a date or whatever on Friday night, you're just talking for three hours versus going to a movie Mm -hmm. and sitting next to each other for three hours. So yeah, I feel like we got to know each other really like very quickly, but we had to be really creative with how Mm -hmm. we stayed connected and we would like we my would, I know exactly what you're going to say. We would watch The Office together. Um, together would, but separately, right? Together but separately. <laughs> so we would be on Skype and then have The Office playing in another window on our laptops. And we would count down like three, two, one, play. And Luke would mute his and he would listen to mine. There was a couple of times where we would go to the same movie in the same day mm-hmm. and then go home and talk about it. One time we saw Beauty and the Beast and it was, uh, I had a like a 12.30 showing mm-hmm. my time and he had a 7.30 showing his time. So we were actually actually in it at the exact same time and so it was like that was our like sunday afternoon date one day but wait that's really cute because today is sunday and you guys went to the movie yeah we did a double feature today and janine (laughs) came for the second one i did thanks for the third (laughs) wheel (laughs) anytime oh my gosh okay so then uh you guys met you got to know each other via skype you had a couple trips together and then you moved so my question here is how and why did you two decide to live in the uk Versus the U.S. And I'm sure that there are so many reasons, but if you could just give, like, a couple of the main ones. Yeah. Well, we were both really open to either. Um, The trip that we met, like I said, was my first trip to England. And then Luke came to Colorado for the first time um, that September. And so we both really liked what we saw and were willing to live in either place. We kind of joked that, because this was 2016, so we kind of joked that, like, we were each other's backup plan for Brexit <laughs> and the 2016 election. There was a lot States. going on politically, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, what a time to be alive. Um, ultimately, it just felt right. And mm-hmm. I think I was really drawn to the fact that um, you get free health care at the point of use, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. here um, because I had open heart surgery when I was a baby. And so, and I was 26 at the time. So it was like about that time where I was like, Oh no, I got to grow up and think about so not your parents yeah. Insurance anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> that was a big draw. Um, and it's been great for me so far that I've seen, um, Luke got, I think the year that we were kind of dating long distance, I think he had no joke, 35 days paid holiday. That fact literally makes me want to vomit. I know. That's one area where the I state's had really struggles. Yeah. I had they 10 not, days. Yeah. There's no real work life yeah. balance, balance or priority mm-hmm. in the States. And I've seen in, in most of Europe is the complete yeah. opposite. Well, I, I just heard yesterday that the Netherlands, I think as a country has gone to a four day work week. And so I'm like, well, let's bless there. it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's start a petition. I don't know. Um, also the other thing was paid family leave. So paid maternity leave, paid paternity, paternity leave. Yeah. yeah. Basically if we have a child, I can get, I think it's something like the first nine months paid, um, plus I can take off through a year. I think Luke can take off, I don't know, something like a month or three months or something. Either way, it's, so much longer. <laughs> yeah. More than nothing. So yeah. those, those were honestly really big things, especially when it, everything else was kind of like balancing out in mm-hmm. terms of we both were open to, to both places. Yes. I think, I mean, I'm not you, but I would also say like a big thing that's really cool is you can travel so much, like you can travel to so many different cultures. Yes. We have subcultures in the States, but there's like legitimately different languages, different. Yeah. I guess, I mean, 
I just think it's amazing. Yeah. So going along with that, what are some of your favorite things about living abroad? So travel. Yeah. Um, hands down. I mean, we, yesterday Luke texted me and said he found flights to Berlin round trip, 38 pounds, which Did you buy them? I think we're going to, yeah. My sister is trying to get us to go to Oktoberfest, which oh, I'm like. fun. Cause yeah. your sister's going to be over here. Yeah. Wait, is this Sam? Yes. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's probably fangirling so hard right now. But, yeah, no, just the ease of travel. I mean, yeah. we we decided, I think it was last February, February 2018, we mm-hmm. decided, our friend invited us to go to Disneyland Paris in, like, January. We went the first weekend in um, in February, and we drove, and I still can't mm-hmm. get over the fact that we drove to Paris. Did you go underwater? No, we did a the ferry, because okay. it was a little bit cheaper, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, it's just it's such an adventure because, like you said, you you go to such so many different cultures, different mm-hmm. languages, different histories, mm-hmm. and even just in England, it's really crazy how much so much history. Yeah, I mean, and how different things are in different parts of the yeah. country. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's one of the things that I just blows my mind. I was talking with my uncle about this. My aunt and uncle mm-hmm. live in London, and I was like, "How is it that England compared to the United States isn't that big?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet these different it's like the areas, size of the state. yeah, these different areas have such different accents. Yeah. Like starkly different. Yeah. And it just amazes me because in, you look at like a state of California is probably bigger than. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but it's probably no, pretty it equivalent is to England. We drove from basically Boulder, Colorado to Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. We did that in one day. And Luke said we had driven further than the southernmost point in England to the northernmost point in Scotland. Okay, so it's probably about the same because I think top to bottom of California is something like 13 hours. Yeah, so it might be similar, yeah. You don't have differing accents. No, no. Like, it's wild to me that just you you go from one town to another. Even people when I was in London were like, oh, wait till you get to Birmingham, you're going to hear like a different accent. Yeah, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I feel like maybe it's because the whole country was settled it's so slowly or like yeah. it was so difficult like they were su- such contained settlements right then they didn't travel out yeah right? it's because it's so much older people yeah. just kind of stayed in their area but accents are weird they are super weird but amazing at the yeah. same time <laughs> so travel and adventure yeah and all the different culture i mean even just in birmingham birmingham has 1.5 million people and there's so many different cultures mm-hmm. there's different religions um like different nationalities. Yeah. I mean, we have friends who are from other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, we have friends who are other religions. You walk down the street and you see Muslim men and women. Mm-hmm. You see, um, I mean, and this is compared to like Boulder, Colorado, which right. is, you know, pretty, pretty much white. the same. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just such an amazing thing, I think, to be yeah. around so many different people who are different than you and you realize how big the world is mm-hmm. and how, like, how, just how much there is to see mm-hmm. and experience. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, big cities <clears throat> tender, they remind me of home because I grew up in the Bay Area. Right. So you have tons of diversity. White isn't always the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, different religions, different races, different, like, I just, when actually when I moved to Nashville, that was kind of hard for me because mm-hmm. there was just less of it. Yeah. There's still diversity. It just looks really different. Yeah. Um, and it was almost a struggle for me to think like, oh gosh, I didn't realize where I grew up had such an impact on yeah. my worldview. Yeah, um, it really does. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. 
I also think, though, like, the world is so big and you start to realize that when you travel, but then you also kind of realize how small it is. Yeah, well, yesterday when you, at the garden, my friend and I threw a garden party yesterday and Janine came and... You have mutual friends with people who are there. That's I so do, crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, they're Americans, but your friend... Well, one's British. Right, yeah. Of well, my your friends. friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, your friends lived in Birmingham for a while. But yeah, yeah, even Luke knows them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your husband knows them. It's, it's so funny. Like, the world... It is really big. There's so many people. But I think when you get into... Um, when you start to meet other believers, especially, I think, as a Christian, like, you start to realize... We're so much more connected mm-hmm. than we often think we are, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so those are some of your favorite things. Yep. Now I'd love to hear what some of the hardest parts about living abroad are. Okay. Well, I'll just start with number one. It's easy. Game of Thrones was on at two in the morning. <laughs> that is weird to me. Yeah. They, air, mean, they air it at the same time. So spoilers don't get out. So we would literally oh. get up at five in the morning and watch On it before Mondays? work. Yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all yeah. are committed. Yeah. You didn't want to avoid spoilers. I couldn't. I I told Luke I was like I can't sit at work all day no, and know that it's out there and yeah. not know what happened. So, no. In all seriousness, <laughs> um, I realized I think in in my second year abroad how much I missed the familiarity of being able to go somewhere without looking at Google Maps. About, I mean, even just because I basically lived in, in around Longmont and Boulder my whole life, except for, um, I lived in Orlando for about nine months. And even then you can like, kind of like orient yourself around, like, you know, where, if you find target, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're fine, then you'll survive. But just having to just rely on Mm -hmm. other people and on technology to get around and even, I mean, that, that'll happen no matter where you move, yeah. from where you grew up. But it's just so different when you don't have those things that you would moving to another city in the States. Yeah. Family events, I think, was really difficult, especially in my second year. I was a lot more homesick, I think, in my second year, but mm-hmm. I didn't go back home at all my first full year. Um it's kind of smart, actually, probably. Helps yeah. you adjust a little bit more. Because yeah. I, like, I know I have friends who are missionaries, and that's actually kind of a thing that is, like, standard. Yeah. Is you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to go back home, and you shouldn't have people come visit you either. Oh, I'm really? not saying you shouldn't. But, like, oftentimes missionaries, yeah, yeah because then um, you might not fully acclimate in the new place that you've moved to mm-hmm. and get really, really homesick. Yeah. And sometimes it can make that adjustment a little yeah. harder. We, we went back last July, so it was about 13 months, mm-hmm. and that was for my brother's wedding. Originally. Originally, when we moved, we didn't know when my brother's wedding would be, and so we weren't planning on going back until Christmas 2018, so that would have been about 18 months. Yeah, wow. Um, We did have people... My mom came to visit me, and then we had our wedding when a lot of my family came out, and then my sister came back to visit, but I missed, I think, a couple of weddings. I missed a funeral, um, just that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. where you just realize that it's just not feasible to go out. Yeah, and especially living, like, so inward in the country. It's mm-hmm. like you ha- you basically just have to prioritize. It's 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 yeah. really unfortunate, but you have to prioritize mm-hmm. what you're coming back for. Like this year I think we're missing a couple more weddings, but it just doesn't make sense right. to go back. Practicalities yeah. of that just don't yeah. yeah. Which is it's it's tough. The other thing too is setting up an, a your life, which is so like, you know, when you I feel like 
people in our generation, like you probably had a little bit of help from like your parents setting up a bank account. Like they put you on their family, like the family plan for their phones and stuff. But like, um, I was like stuck when I first moved, I was stuck in this cycle of like not being able to get a phone because I didn't have proof of address because I didn't have any bills, but I couldn't have any bills because I didn't have like, it was just like, it was such a nightmare. But Luck. I mean, I'm like so catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't win. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm so lucky that I had Luke to kind of help me, and he was like, he knew how to do all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Because if I moved, I mean, I probably if I moved here by myself without him, I probably would have still not had a phone or a bank account or something. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not that helpless. On the boat, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was really tough. Well, speaking of, I would love to know some of the things that you miss about home because I would think like there are some things that. Um, are standard in the States that you just don't come across a lot here yeah. or abroad in general. Also, I would really miss Chick-fil-A, not going to lie. I mean, same. <laughs> so we, we stock up on Chick-fil-A sauce when like we go home. Yeah. Our biggest haul one time was, I think, like 37 little Chick-fil-A sauces. That's I have like my whole family collecting them for That's me amazing. at all times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, again, like being able to go to target Mm -hmm. as like a one-stop shop Mm -hmm. like i when i've gone back the couple of times i've literally just like wandered through target just i'm like what am i missing (laughs) what american cultural thing bring back what can i yeah look i've got those that salt and pepper shaker over there luke brought me those from target um yeah that sort of stuff i mean Mm -hmm. that's like really surface level and you'll obviously survive without it but um I really miss movie popcorn, movie theater popcorn. We talked about that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just different here. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a million chemicals in our movie probably, theater popcorn, but probably yeah. when I go back, I'm like, get me the large bucket, free refills <laughs> all the way. They don't do refills here. It's nuts, but it's cheaper. I think it is. Yeah, and like, it's smaller though. Oh, because all sizes are smaller. <laughs> because everything's jumping. As small is literally as small. <laughs> I also, um, I had a tough time saying goodbye to my job. I had a job in the States Mm -hmm. that I really loved. Um, and it just gave me so much more of a purpose than my current job does. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I'm, I blog, I guess it's my little like purpose outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you not miss about home, AKA the States? Um, I, I'm still baffled when we go to the grocery store and we can get dinner. We can like buy the ingredients for dinner for, I feel like you can never buy food that cheap in the States. That's like a really Mm -hmm. weird thing. And also that there's not as much like chemicals and preservatives in food. And so like, it's a little bit annoying when your vegetables or your milk go bad a little bit more quickly than I'm used to, but I'm like... It's because there's not all the preservatives, yeah. yep. which are ultimately super bad for Yeah, us. I actually noticed that last year when I was traveling, because I'm not supposed to eat a lot of gluten. Mm-hmm. I've been eating all the gluten yeah, while sorry. I've been here. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's the garden party. It was my personal choice. <laughs> um, I did so willingly. But I did notice last year, like when I, especially when I was in Italy, because I was like, you can't not you have eat to. pizza and pasta in yeah, Italy. That's and it. so that's I did. And in the States, when I eat gluten, I get really bad migraines. Mm-hmm. And here, I didn't. Oh, I wow. Like, and I and then I ended up looking up like is there a difference in the way that mm-hmm. things are made and there are there's less oh. chemicals because I in my personal opinion 
I think that the states mass produce, so they do yeah. it more for quantity over yeah. quality. Oh, 100%. And I think Europe is a lot more about quality. I also yeah. know their regulations. They have a lot more standards and yeah. rules and um, for food, but also for like beauty, cleaning yeah. products, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really crazy how much, how many ingredients or chemicals or whatever are banned in the EU compared to the states. It's mm-hmm. It's baffling. So yeah, I feel a lot better about the stuff that I'm like putting on my body mm-hmm. or excuse me, or eating. And like we were saying earlier, I don't really miss how small the world felt being Mm -hmm. in a community that was all kind of, is it homogeneous? Like kind of the same. Um, And just everyone is kind of from similar backgrounds and like even... I mean, Denver is like a growing city. I think think it's like one of the fastest growing cities in the States, but it seems like it's such an expensive city to live in that it's a lot of like white affluent white people. Yeah. yeah. Affluent, affluent white people. people. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, just, it felt, yeah, it felt a lot smaller and yeah. more, everyone's kind of more similar. Mm-hmm. It's just more vibrant. I feel like in Europe. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you've, we've, touched on this as well. You've traveled quite a bit since living here for the last two years. Yes. Um, where have been some of your favorite places? And I don't know, maybe you had one that you thought was going to be great, but wasn't. Give some advice. I mean, people. you know. <laughs> I do know, and I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I list. I made a note of basically everywhere. Yes. <laughs> um, we have a our the wall in our entryway has a photo that I've taken at each of the countries we've visited and we've been to 11 counting England and um, the U S and also we counted the Vatican because it has its own flag. So that, (laughs) that for sure counts. Um, But some of my favorites, we went to this little village in Wales called Betsy Coed, I think is how you say it for our like mini moon after we got legally married. And I just loved it. I, it was like, it reminded me of, it was like the quintessential English village in like the mountains of Colorado. I was like, this is the best of both worlds. Um, Cotswolds is one of my favorite places. So cute. Luke surprised me with a trip there for my birthday the first year I was here. And I'm just like, let's go back every weekend. I love it so much. Um, I really loved Paris. Like I said, we went to Disneyland Paris. We didn't get to see a lot of Paris, um, but we got to see the Eiffel Tower. Mm -hmm. Again, Edinburgh, we went to, Mm -hmm. fell in love with. Rome, we both really liked. I felt mm-hmm. like we didn't spend enough time. We went to um, Italy for our delayed honeymoon last mm-hmm. year slash first anniversary, and we both felt like we could have spent more time in Rome. And on that trip, we went to the Amalfi Coast and did not like it. <laughs> um, we spent way too much time there. It's <laughs> not my favorite place. It's one of those places that looks really great on Instagram because people are posting pictures that are not reality. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, I only did a day trip to Positano. Some people love Amalfi, um, the the coast, but I think more people like the towns that aren't Amalfi. Yeah. Like Ravello or, mm-hmm. or sorry, that aren't Positano. Yes. So like places like Ravello or Amalfi versus yeah. Positano. Um, I, yeah, I didn't love it. It was like very geared toward Ameri- wealthy American tourists. Yeah. Yeah, it opinion. was it was not my favorite. Um, Liverpool was also a really cool place um, that we went to earlier this year too. Obviously, that's in England, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. And we're planning on this year. We're planning on 
going to Belgium probably for our first anniversary mm. somewhere in Belgium. And then um, my sister's coming to visit and I want to take her somewhere cool for the Christmas markets like mm-hmm. Austria or Switzerland or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. All right, we're coming to the last question around this topic. And I just think that people are going to want to hear some advice. So if someone was thinking about traveling or maybe even trying to move abroad, um, what advice would you share with them? So my advice for moving abroad would be do research Mm -hmm. because everyone's situation is different. I moved abroad on a fiancé visa, so Luke and I had to be engaged we ended up submitting like 125 pages to prove that Mm -hmm. A, Luke could financially support me because I couldn't work the first six months that Mm -hmm. I was here and B, that our relationship was real. So we submitted (laughs) like Skype Skype records, um, Facebook photos with like the date on Mm -hmm. it and stuff. We had to write this whole thing about how even though we claimed we were dating since August 2016, it wasn't Facebook official until like October 2016 and we had to explain why. What did they do before Facebook? It probably wasn't as hard back then. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe they didn't think people... Like, how would you connect if it wasn't real? Yeah, so it was it was hard work, and it felt really isolating because most people just don't know what that experience is like. Mm-hmm. And moving abroad is different for everyone. So it's different if it's if you're moving for a job. It's different if you're quote unquote moving, even though you're just going to stay for the six months that you mm-hmm. can be somewhere on a tourist visa only in the UK. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's um, only UK, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Everywhere it is else cool. is only ninety days. Oh, really? Most of Europe, yeah. Oh, good to know. Um, but definitely do research. Um, follow the law. That's just, like, number one. We had... Seriously? Yeah. I We got some advice that was basically, like, ignore that. And if you get deported, that's it. I mean, maybe you'll get lucky and, and not will- get caught, but... If you get deported, that is it. Yeah, it's like, like a, you get like a blacklisted. Like yeah. You can't come back. Yeah. So just follow the laws. <laughs> um, <laughs> Solid advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, follow the law. <laughs> yeah, reach out to people who might be in similar situations. Maybe they're expats for different reasons, but they can offer some advice. But when you're doing, yeah, when you're doing it, Whatever the reason is, it might be really difficult to find people who are in the exact same situation that you're in. But Mm -hmm. reach out to people because they might be able to connect you or just offer some comfort. And keep that in mind when you're an expat Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. people need help. Like it's, again, it's really isolating to be on the other side of it even and be new. And when you have, you might not have any support or you might have a really small support Mm -hmm. system and, and other people who have kind of gone before you in that regard, at least moving to a new country. Um, it's really helpful to kind of like have people like that take you under their wing. Mm -hmm. One big one for me was kind of doing, doing things that would, would bring up like the comforts of home. So one big thing Mm -hmm. for me was, I reached out to my stepmom, my mom, my grandma, and got recipes that they cooked from my childhood. And Luke was really supportive and trying gumbo and, mm. um, you know, some of Did those. Like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, how, we, we have gumbo. If you all have the time. not had gumbo, y'all, you need to. Yeah, so doing stuff like that was like such a big help that even though I couldn't be at family dinner when my mm-hmm. mom's making chicken pot pie or when my, or, you know, or having gumbo or something like that. Um, being able to do that and have Luke take a part in that 
as well. And culture shock, like, that is sneaky. Especially in England, it is so sneaky. And I feel like it's because we speak the same language, mm-hmm. our pop culture overlaps, mm-hmm. and it it it's so sneaky. <laughs> like, you think you know as you know, in my case, as a 26-year-old, how to open a bank account. And I don't know how to open a bank, but I know how to open a bank account. But you don't. <laughs> so it sneaks up on you. And so you just, yeah, you just have to be prepared for things to be different and mm-hmm. just assume that they're, they probably are. And that mm-hmm. will kind of help you be less shocked, I guess. Solid. Yeah. Solid advice. For travel, I have advice for travel. Oh too. yeah, sure. Do it. Just travel. Yeah, I was if say. you can travel, <laughs> if you have the opportunity to travel, just do it. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm so proud of Sam, my younger sister. She's traveling later this year. She's coming to stay with us and then traveling in mm-hmm. Europe from our house basically. Um, but yeah, do research where you're going, Mm -hmm. check out the culture, the language, the Mm -hmm. food, all that kind of stuff. I think it's so, it's such a more enriching experience when you're open to the new culture and the new experience and and do research so you can find the most affordable option. 100%. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like if you're able to, you should absolutely travel because not only will your worldview will broaden, like you'll learn so much about the world and different cultures and different languages. Um, but you're going to learn a lot about yourself too. Yeah. Um, Oh, a hundred percent. Being in new spaces and places, meeting new people, you're going to like, it's just going to refine your ability to know you. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I found last year. I was like, just so much self-awareness came as a result of traveling. A hundred percent. Yeah. My worldview is like, a lot more opened now that mm-hmm. now that I've lived abroad and traveled to however many countries. Mm-hmm. And then my last big thing, this is like the biggest thing, is do it for yourself and don't do it for the Insta. That's what I learned on the Amafi Coast. I thought it would be, I would get all this great Instagram content and it was not worth it. It was not an enjoyable way to spend my honeymoon. It was, it's kind of like burned me out on social media a little bit, 100%. but I mean, it was, it was really great to experience that mm-hmm. and to experience that with Luke, but I don't want to travel for Instagram anymore. Same. And, and I hope you guys know, I mean, I know we talk about it as a culture, but like legitimately after visiting the kind of places where you see people take these Instagram photos, like it's so doctored in the sense yep. that like they're waking up at four and five in the morning going out to a place right after the sun's risen so like it looks like it's daytime mm-hmm. but there's nobody out and that's how they're getting these photos where there's like nobody around changing from their insta outfits as soon as they get the picture right it's just it's and crap and then like immediately going somewhere to like edit photos and yeah. write captions and, and spending their trip in the hotel room in, in and also wearing high heels or wedges in the Almafi coast no anywhere <laughs> Really? I'm like, girl, I've been walking for like 12 miles today. There's no way in hell I'm wearing heels. (laughs) I got my all birds on. (laughs) Seriously. It's so good. Yeah. So just the whole like checking Instagram versus reality and remembering like to actually just be present. Like my favorite quote, one of the first episodes we did on this podcast was the art of being present with my friend Sarah and just like how important it really is to be fully present mind, body, and spirit in a place where you are and with the people you're with. Yeah. Um, I think if there's anything I've learned through traveling and just through life is like, put your phone down. Yep. Be present. Don't worry about how many people are liking your stuff on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, wherever you're posting. Um, because what that, does that really matter in the long run? 
It doesn't. No. What matters is your relationships and the memories that you're making. Yeah. I I mean, I still blog regularly. Oh, yeah. Um, and I still take photos when we go somewhere. But the way that I take photos, the way that I look for photos to take has changed since I've shifted out of this. I, I mean, I just wrote a blog post called Why I'm Done Traveling for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I try, I think about what I, what I'll want to look back on in 10, 15, 25 years, 50 years, years, you know, like in the photo albums or what I want to show my future children and not what I want some stranger on the internet to validate me for. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Hannah, we got three more questions. I'm ready. To kind of wrap out, wrap out. Do we have, like, are you going to make me, like, freestyle? Yeah, 100%. 100%. To wrap up (laughs) our episode. Um, And I just love asking this first question. So, knowing what you know now at 28. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I had to think, too. (laughs) Knowing what you know now at 28, what would you tell yourself at age 20? You know, I want to say that I wish that I had known that I was enough, that I was worthy. I didn't need to look to a man for that because I Mm. was a hundred percent guilty of that in pretty much all of my relationships in my adolescence and early twenties. But I think I discovered that at the right time, it was really enlightening and transformative experience to kind of go through that and put in the work that I needed to get there, to get to that point, which kind of coincided with meeting Luke and Mm. entering into that relationship. And I felt like I was in a really healthy place um, going into that. I mean, I wish I had just known that from the start, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm grateful for the experiences that got me where I am. Um, So if you don't know that about yourself, know that Mm. about yourself because it's it's really powerful to know. But when I was 20, I was working at Disney World, actually, Uh and um, I was dating this guy who was just not worth my time at all, and so I would say, break up with your boyfriend and don't quit Disney, because I, instead of breaking up with him, I quit this awesome job right when I was getting Mm -hmm. a really cool opportunity that no one else that I worked with was getting, and moved back to Colorado and stayed in this, like, it was like a half-assed, long-term, yeah. long-distance relationship, and then broke up with him later. So yeah, I wish I just stayed at Disney because that was so cool. Yeah, and yet you are where you are now because of yeah, you, right, yeah, hindsight. Yeah, I know it's kind of. I'm always hesitant to be like, I wish that was different because you are where you are right. because of that, mm-hmm. and so even if you're not in a good place right now, if it feels like you're not in a good place, it's like it's work it you're being worked on to mm-hmm. be end up in the place where you're supposed to be exactly. which is going to be the place you want and i was in a lot of really bad relationships mm-hmm. and i you know it was pain those were painful experiences but i've ended up in a really good place in a really good relationship mm-hmm. and i'm in, i have a really good relationship with myself that is and, do, and doesn't so much flow out of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I did this small group, um, in Colorado before I moved and it was with all these women who were older and, um, and a lot of them were in a place that I wanted to be in terms of being married and having children and mm. where they were in their careers and everything. And they just kept saying, I wish I had done this when I was in your position. And so I was like, okay, if all of these women who I want to be like mm-hmm. wish that they were doing that hard work 
before getting married and before, you know, getting all the things that they wanted in life. And I was like, I'll take this really seriously and do the work that I need to do. Uh-huh. That, that's probably, I would, I 100% agree because I, you, there's always that grass is greener thing where yeah. you want what other people have. Um, not necessarily that you don't love, you don't love everything about where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can appreciate what you have, but want something else. And when I started doing the traveling thing, which I've been doing now for 14 or 15 months, mm-hmm. there were so many people who were older, like in their thirties, maybe late thirties, early forties who were like, man, I wish I would have done something like what you're doing when I was your age or yeah. before I got married. And so sometimes that was enough for me to be like, okay, no, I'm doing the right thing because mm-hmm. I'm not going to regret this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes it is nice to have people who are older and wiser just kind of speak into you, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Who or what is inspiring you lately? So I am reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. Yeah. The other day I was reading, we haven't had internet for two weeks, which has <laughs> been great. So, um, so I was reading, Luke and I were in bed and I was reading and I was like, I have to read you this whole page. And so I read him like two pages about, I don't know. I think it was about how her mom, basically how she was raised to be kind of an independent they were treated as adults when they were teenagers. And so I was like, read how cool this is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so definitely Michelle Obama. I mean, always. Um, but my younger sister, who I've now mentioned like three times, so she's like <laughs> definitely freaking out now. <laughs> like we kind of touched on earlier, she's coming to visit. She um, is doing three months and she's going to come stay with us use us to basically drop her stuff off, I guess. Yeah, home base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, a, have a smaller suitcase because all of her stuff will be at our house. From mid-September to mid-December, she's going to do half of that trip is going to just be traveling, and which she's talked to you about mm-hmm. and gotten a lot of tips from, and she's working on planning now. And then she just wants to kind of see what it's like to live abroad, basically. And so I told her that she, I was like, we don't travel every week, so you need to come like mm-hmm. chill at our house and mm-hmm. see what it's like to kind of go grocery shopping and yeah. find a coffee shop where you want to hang out and do that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, I think that's so cool. And I mean, you as well. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so cool to have that opportunity and take the opportunity and want to see the world and be open to what else is in the world mm-hmm. and experience that because it makes you such, I don't know, it makes you such a fuller person, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's really cool. You just get to learn a lot, like we were saying earlier, about yeah. the world, about yourself, about humanity. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and how we're all the same. And I love, yes. what I love about traveling is that a smile doesn't need to be translated. Mm-hmm. Universal language. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can connect with somebody who you have nothing in common with yeah. and maybe actually find out that you do have stuff in common with yeah. them. It's, That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, we've come to our final question. In your opinion, because this, you know, this podcast is called Wild Hearts with Janine, in your opinion, what makes someone a wild heart? I've been thinking about this a lot in preparation for our recording <laughs> episode. <laughs> episode, yeah. I would say that it's following your own path and embracing mm-hmm. what makes you unique. And I mean, I feel like that kind of fits in with everything we've been talking about, like Mm -hmm. forging your own way, doing, chasing after your own calling and standing out, doing what it takes to stand out instead of just falling into the same old Mm -hmm. thing that everyone else around you Mm -hmm. is doing. And because that takes so much courage to kind of go against the grain and be your own person. And 
taking risks to get there. I mean, I, a lot of people sometimes talk to me about how, well, one of my really good friends just said yesterday when it was my two year anniversary of my expativersary, mm-hmm. like how much courage it took. And sometimes it doesn't feel like <laughs> I have courage anymore. I feel like I've become, I mean, like such a homebody and so anxious. And mm-hmm. I mean, these are all things separate from living abroad, but it was really cool to have somebody who's known me for so long point out mm-hmm. how brave that was. And I think that, so, cause I was like, I'm not a wild heart. She shouldn't be interviewing me. I'm so boring. I've got like my house cardigan on and my husband's slippers and my <laughs> cup of tea at eight o'clock at night. And then, yeah, just to have my friend kind of call that out in my mm-hmm. life. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That mm-hmm. like take, taking risks and to get to where you want to go mm-hmm. because whatever, whatever it is, if, even if it, other people might think it's small, if it feels big to you and it's scary, it, there might be something really good on the other I'm side of that. Say. I always say that because I got that a lot last year, like, you're so brave. You're so brave. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't feel brave. I feel like I'm scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that's what bravery and what courage is, is yeah. doing it anyway. Yeah. Like, you know that there's some risk involved, um, but you're also kind of excited about it. Like there's that sweet spot I like to call where you know God has to come through almost. Mm-hmm. So you just say yes. Yeah. And you you take that leap and see what happens. Yeah. And almost every time it's going to work out. I would yeah. argue every time it's going to yeah. work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, as Ned Stark says in the books, <laughs> and I think as Rob says on the show. Game of Thrones. Yeah, She's Game talking about Thrones. Game of yeah. Thrones. <laughs> The only time a man can be brave is when you're afraid. Dang, George R. R. Martin. Boom. Mic drop. so good. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And don't ever think you're not a wild heart because it looks different for every single person. It does, yeah. I really liked listening to the other answers because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm just going to say the same thing as everyone. And then I was like, it's really cool how different that looks for so many people. Mm-hmm. It's 100% and, yeah. unique to each person. And very well-named podcast. Well, thanks. Don't know where it came from. I think Jesus. Just a God thing. <laughs> We're going with it. Well, Hannah, this has been so much fun. Thank thanks you for having me. Thank you for having me in your home. I and mean, for- thanks for doing our dishes. <laughs> Luke did do the dishes. Did he? Oh, yeah. thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Um, thanks for being willing to share. I really appreciate yeah. it. And... You're the best. You're the best. Love you. Love you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm so glad that you were able to hear from my friend Hannah and get just a little dose of reality as to what it looks like to live abroad. I know I learned a lot of things and I'm sure you guys did too. I also want to thank you guys for sticking with me over the summer as I took a break from the podcast while I was traveling around Europe and focusing on some other things. But hey, I got good news. We are back in action and we will be back with another episode in two weeks. It's going to be a solo episode and I'm answering all of your guys' travel questions. I get a lot of questions, whether in email or on Instagram, about how to travel, how to budget for travel, best ways to find cheap flights, what kind of shoes you should wear, where I should go in Italy. Like, so many great questions that you guys send in all the time. So I'm really looking forward to getting to answer all of those questions for you guys in the next podcast episode. And with that, can't wait to see you guys in two weeks. But until then, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.